Welcome to the Motion of Gratitude podcast. I'm Shannon Mismer, and I'm thrilled to have you here on this journey with us. At the Motion of Gratitude, we believe there's more to life than just going through the motions. Our mission is to help you feel the profound impact of intentional gratitude and being present in your daily life. Each episode, join us as we delve into the science and stories behind cultivating gratitude, drawing from personal experiences and the journeys of others who are navigating the path of conscious living. Whether you're a seasoned gratitude practitioner or just starting your journey to living a more conscious lifestyle, this podcast is for you. We're here to inspire, uplift, and provide practical insights that you can apply to your daily life. So if you're ready to explore the beauty of gratitude and the joy of being present, hit the subscribe button and let's embark on this incredible adventure together. Remember, there's more to life and it starts right here, right now with the Motion of Gratitude podcast. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode recording here at In Pursuit of Pertosis. I have to say I'm a little bit excited. I have been thinking about this for a long time and the timing just feels right and I'm so excited to be here. My name is Shannon Missimer, and I will be the main voice that you hear at In Pursuit of Gratosis. This is truly something that's been on my heart and something that I have dedicated the last four years of my life to, besides being a mom and a spouse and other things. But uh, for the fun, joy, side time that I have, this has truly been on my heart in so many ways, and I'm so excited to be here. I thought it would make the most sense to start out today really defining what gratosis is. So I thought for today's podcast, the focus is going to be what is gratosis and how did it actually come to be? So this is a little bit of my story. Um, Sometimes you're going to hear my husband on here too, because this has truly been a journey and it's been unique to both of us. But I thought today I would start by sharing my story and some information around gratosis because I'm thinking it's a word you probably haven't heard before (laughs) Uh, because it is a word that we have created. (laughs) Uh, Gratosis is the state, process, or condition of gratitude. If you think about it, it has that science-y sound to it. Uh, When my husband and I came up with this word four years ago, it was when the keto diet was like everywhere and I feel like so many people that we were surrounded by kept talking about their keto diet and how they were trying to get into ketosis. And I'll get into the details of how gratosis came to be, but I just thought I'd drop that little thought there of maybe why that sound might sound familiar to you. Um, But I want to start in my story and I have to go back four years, maybe more than that, um, but four years was when the change really happened. Um, So I am a mom. I have three children right now. They are six, three, and two. Um, So we are in the heat of parenting. Um, But when when this journey really started, it was about four years ago and I had my two daughters. So my oldest was two and our youngest at the time was about nine months. And I think for the first time I realized that parenting was a way bigger shift than I was giving it credit for. Um, Prior to being a mom, I was a professional woman. Um, I thrived in the business setting. Uh, I worked in sales. It was fast paced. It was about recognition. It was about uh, just being surrounded by that energy and being surrounded by people. And when I had our oldest daughter, I realized there was nothing more that I wanted in this world than to stay home and be a mom. And 
I knew in my heart that's where I needed to be. And I knew that it was, it was the time in my life where that was what was most important. And after a few years, I, I think I finally realized how intense that shift was for me. Um, I wouldn't have changed it for the world. Uh, I still, I still wouldn't. Um, but that shift from being in that high pace, uh, outward focus of goals and meeting quotas and sales and just that, that energy and going to being a stay at home mom where you're not getting praised for the work that you do. Uh, if anything, you're getting the opposite. You have a little human that's uh, when they need something, they cry <laughs> and they rely on you to figure out what it is. And it was a huge transition for me. And our oldest, we actually called her a trick baby because she led me to believe that I could handle any, any parenting situation. Uh, she was just easier, you know, from day one, I felt like I, I connected with her and I could understand her cries and I knew what she needed. And it was just, I felt like I could handle it. So when our second daughter came to this earth, I, I was like, oh, I got this. I got this. It's going to be the same, you know, because <laughs> b- both children are coming from me, you know, so obviously I should know how to parent them. Um, but our second daughter, it was different. It was different from day one and she had reflux and she was just uncomfortable. Her transition to earth was even from the day she was born, it was a different story. Um, I had to have C-sections with my babies because Malin was breech. Our first was breech. Um, so that wasn't really a choice, but I, I chose to have a C-section, uh, for my second, would have probably done that differently now, but, (laughs) but, uh, you live and you learn as a parent. Um, but with Quinn, who was our second, I just, I feel like from day one, she wasn't she wasn't necessarily ready to be here. We had to like help her out. You know, there, there was a whole process there, but I just feel like it would, there was an intensity with having a second child that I, I don't think you can, I could prepare for until it was here. Um, but I was always somebody that took care of myself physically. I always worked out. I had the gift of my cousin who is an incredible trainer, a nutritionist, and has been my best friend since the day we were born. She had her daughter four days before I had my oldest. So we walked together and we trained together when we had our first babies and I never lost that piece. So I stayed physically healthy and, and I felt strong and I continued to work out after having Quinn, but something was just so different. I felt like for the first time in my life, there was a mental sadness and um, an emptiness. I, I felt like a complete shell of myself. I, I felt sad and I felt like all I could see was the hard stuff. <laughs> and I'm not taking away from how hard it was because it was really intense. and. Uh, you know, she would nurse and then I couldn't put her down because she had reflux, but we didn't find that out for four months, you know, so she would just cry and be in so much pain. And, and they always talk about how babies have different cries when they're born, but Quinn's cry was always the same because she was just so uncomfortable. So I, 
it was hard as a mother to watch her suffer and at the same time feel so broken because I I wasn't taking care of myself mentally. I was exhausted. And the spring of 2018, I just, I remember just only seeing the negative of every day. And I was home with the two kids. And at the time, Matt was working crazy hours because we used to be a dual income family before we had kids. And he has worked so incredibly hard to create this life for us. And, and it took long hours and he was commission business and working really hard and and he would come home at the end of the day and I would just dump everything that went wrong everything I and I could never see anything positive that went on during the day I was just so stuck on what wasn't working and I remember he came home one day and he just looked at me after I'd shared everything that went wrong and he said with so much love in his heart and trying <laughs> I'm sure he was trying to find the best way to say this but he was he was like Shannon you need to focus on what you're grateful for you you need to be more grateful for what you have and I was pissed you know like, I got so angry I was like who are you to tell me that I need to be more grateful like I tell people all the time I'm grateful like how can you say that I'm not grateful and so obviously I you know my response probably actually I know definitely wasn't as nice as it could be but it just it stuck with me and it's funny when you know those things that are impactful where they just like stick around where at first I was like now he's wrong he doesn't he doesn't know me <laughs> what does he know about me I'm grateful but it just kept coming up and it's like I started to stop and think of everything that I had dreamed of. We, we, we had, and and I. You will hear me say it over and over again during the Motion of Gratitude podcast. We believe there's more to life than going through the motions. Are you ready to take that first step to tr- transform your life through the power of gratitude? Introducing the experience, our 28-day combined physical product and digital gratitude experience designed to help you cultivate a deeper sense of gratitude and presence in your daily life. Imagine waking up each morning with a renewed sense of purpose and appreciation for the world around you. With the experience, you'll embark on a journey of self-discovery, learning to be present, and remembering to focus on what is going right in your life, even when life feels like a wild ride. Say goodbye to autopilot living and hello to intentional gratitude. Join us today and start living a life rooted in mindfulness and appreciation. If you head on over to themotionofgratitude.com, you can check out the three editions that we have available for you to get started. Thank you for the opportunity to be on this journey with you. And we can't wait to hear exactly how the experience begins that transformation in your life. stopped and said look we one we have a roof over our head we are in a house that I had dreamed of and we have two healthy beautiful children Um, even though one is is struggling to settle she's healthy and she's here and 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 I get to be home with her and I remember coming to the point where I asked myself it's like do you want to go back to work would that be more fulfilling to go back to work 
And I remember thinking about it and honestly saying to myself, no, I, I do not want to change the situation. I want to be home with my babies. I want to be here for this phase of their life. And I remember myself saying to myself, well, you can either, since you don't want to go back to work, you can either sit here and keep complaining about what's going wrong, or you can do something about it. I think I finally realized like no one's coming to save me. Nobody is coming to, especially another mother, because she's going through the same thing you are. Like, what other mom's going to come and say, okay, it's time for you to focus on your mental health. I will take your baby. You know, everybody's in it. And, and we forget that. And, and it was in that moment where I realized like, this is your choice. You can handle this however you want to, but it's your choice. So at the time I had been waking up to the kids every single morning. I was never a morning person because even in high school, like I would sleep in my uniform (laughs) because I didn't like getting up early. And I remember saying to myself, if I had time in the morning to myself before the kids wake up, it just felt like it would make such a difference because Quinn at the time was waking up and she would instantly start crying. So I was waking up to these and her, her cry. If you, if you know her, you are aware of her cry. It's, it's intense. It's, it sounds so painful, not so much anymore. Thank goodness. Um, but when she was little, it was just such a deep, intense cry and And so I would wake up to it and I could honestly feel the cortisol like rushing through my body. My heart would start beating fast. I would jump out of bed and I'd rush to help her. So it's like you literally feel like you're getting attacked by a bear the second you wake up and there's no way to reset or even like have a second to yourself because you're like, oh God, now I have to take it. I have to do. I have to go, go, go. So I realized, okay, maybe if you wake up on your own terms even if you give yourself five minutes, then when that happens, you've already regulated to some degree. So I started the first day I set my alarm for five minutes earlier than Quinn would usually wake up. And at the time she was waking up really early. She was waking up like sometimes before 6am. So I set my alarm early and I got up and I feel like the first day I literally took a couple breaths, put my feet on the ground, like brush my teeth, and put clothes on and then she woke up but it already had shifted something it's like okay I woke up on my terms and I got to start my day doing a few things that I needed to do and it felt really good so I kept wait wanting to wake up earlier so then I set it for 10 minutes and you know 20 minutes and just kept wanting to dive deeper into that morning time and I also realized that this was the time in my life to get proactive about looking for the good stuff in my life. So I got super intentional about uh, my gratitude practice. I had never done it before. I had heard somebody talk about like having a gratitude practice and I thought, why not? Like I'm, I'm getting up, I'm focusing on things that I'm grateful for. I'm not exerting any energy and like what do I have to lose at this point I'm waking up miserable like what do I have to lose by waking up and doing something differently so I got really intentional in my gratitude practice and it truly shifted everything (laughs) everything and it sounds so dramatic 
because it was like it's sometimes you don't even know how to share something that's so dramatic with people because you're still processing it like like was my life that different before or did I just like make up all this (laughs) all these feelings because now I feel like a completely different person and it it truly has shifted my life to the point where I've been building a business about gratitude for the last four years and now doing this podcast I just feel like it's something that's so underutilized and it's something that nobody encourages you to do like as a mother when I go to these baby showers it's like what do I need to know as a mom (laughs) or what do I need And it's like oh you need a poppy you need stuff for nursing oh you definitely need this you know thousand dollar snoo or whatever it costs like you need all these things but nobody is ever saying like hey piece of advice like make time for yourself and make that time early in the morning so that way when your kids do wake up you're coming from a completely different place you're grounded you've at least put some water in your cup before you try and fill up your kids like it's these are the things that aren't talked about and that's why I'm not I'm not always comfortable in spaces in groups you know talking about this and and I think that's where the podcast feels like such a gift because I feel like I can share my heart and what what I'm thinking about and do it in a place where it feels safe (laughs) so yeah it that intentional gratitude practice was was the gateway was the launch pad to a complete shift of my life of how I showed up, of how I parented, of how I wanted to live every day, of how we as a family lived every day, of where we live now, of how we've spent the last two years. Like it was truly the jumping off point of an incredible journey of how we now live our life. I feel like before my gratitude practice, everything was focused on like, okay, what will make me happy now? Like happiness what is happiness what makes me happy like this makes me happy in the moment or somebody says this will make me happy but like if to me there was always something that I felt could be deeper (laughs) and gratitude has added such a depth to my life and the things that now make me happy (laughs) are are things that I so overlooked before and I took for granted and it's the little things and I think that's the beauty of it and after starting my gratitude practice I felt such such a shift not even just like obviously my external world I was happier I was calmer I was sleeping better I was showing up better for my kids because I was taking care of myself and the days were smoother Um, I'm excited for Matt to share his story of like what he felt when he saw me on this gratitude journey because like it had to be such a shift for him to see that that change happen Um, but I was so like to me I was like why is this not talked about more so I dove into the science I started going on to all the science research websites and putting in gratitude research gratitude science and there is so much incredible research out there that's just not being utilized it's not being utilized in the professional world it's not being utilized I mean there's obviously people who are tapping into it which I have learned and I am excited to share their stories with you on here and hopefully connect with them that is my goal because I think it's just an opportunity for people it's another option without having to 
dive into, you know, like I, I knew I had feelings of, of sadness and I knew that there was a direction that I didn't want to go. And I wanted to find tools for myself that I could go to every single day. And that's what this has become. It's become my starting point to then figure out, okay, what exactly do I need in my life? And that's been the beauty of it. So I, my hope with this podcast, I wanted to share a little bit of that story. There's so much more to it. That is literally the beginning of it. But literally in the last four years, since, since this gratitude experience has happened, we moved to a a house where we spent three years, I guess. Yeah. Three years on 14 acres in the woods, just letting our kids be kids and connecting with nature. We went on a homeschool journey. We bought an RV, traveled the country, met such incredible people. And on this last RV trip, we decided once we got to Utah that we were selling our house back in Pennsylvania and we were staying and now we are settled in here in Utah. And there's just so many pieces that have come together and it all pins point back to starting my intentional gratitude practice. Um, and I actually created a list of like 70 things that had to go right for us to get here. And it's all, it's just incredible. So I want this space to share those stories and, and to connect with other people. Cause I think from, for me, as I was going through this, like it, it felt lonely and it felt like this was a journey that I was going on by myself. And it's only when I found other, other moms, other families that were on the same journey that it's like, wow, there, there are so many people almost living in silos doing this. And it's like, if we can connect and, and share our stories, I just think it's truly a gift. So I look forward to diving into how we got in the RV, buying and selling houses, risk that we took, uh, Matt's perspective at all, how it's impacted his business and just everything. And I'm so excited to have a space to do this and connect and well, whatever it's meant to be, it'll be. But for me, this is just a beautiful outlet to really dive into how we've been living our life and share stories and science and all the good stuff. So the last thing that I said that I wanted to talk about was how the word gratosis came to be. So as I was going through the shift, it was about the first month, maybe two months of this whole gratitude journey and being intentional in my gratitude practices. And talking to Matt about the science. I was like, this is incredible. This is like, there's just so much here. And I feel like every time we dove into it and we heard people in this, either in the science or, you know, reading different things, really trying to explain the state of gratitude, there was no word for it. (laughs) And so one morning Matt comes downstairs, he does a lot of his thinking in the shower and he like comes downstairs after taking a shower and he's like, you know, I've been thinking. And as I, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, this was like the time of the keto diet. Everybody was talking about like how important it is to get your body in ketosis and, and it was just, you know, all the rage. So Matt comes downstairs and he's like, you know, I've been thinking, he's like, you know, that the keto diet where everybody talks about getting ketosis, he's like, what about gratosis? And I just like looked at him and I was like, the state process or condition of gratitude. And he's like, yeah. And we were literally like, that's it. And we ended up researching a, a trademark company. We are a trademark attorney. We reached out and we're like, that's it. That's the word. That's what we are searching for. That's our hope in, um, in our business and helping people find that feeling of gratosis. And it was just, that's like one of those cool moments where you're like, oh my gosh, that, 
that explains it so beautifully because it's got the science undertone to it because osis is state process or condition of something and it's funny because in matt's business uh he works with a lot of medical professionals and he always asks them like or he'll mention gratosis and they're like oh yeah that makes sense <laughs> because they hear so many terms with the osis um but one thing that we have enjoyed asking medical professionals also is can you think of one positive diagnosis in the dsm or you know in any d- diagnosis and they all think about it and they all kind of like oh, come on, i never thought about it that way and not one medical professional has given us a positive diagnosis so if you are a medical professional and you know one share them with us because i think just in general we all need to be <laughs> talking about positive diagnosis um but our goal is to get gratosis into the medical field as considered as a positive diagnosis and i it fits beautifully there and imagine it like imagine walking into your doctor's office feeling so good having done things having had to show up and and be intentional with your gratitude practices and be present in your life but walk in and share your your feelings and your symptoms basically if you don't look at it that way and your doctor be like well you're in gratosis <laughs> like how cool is that and it's it's i feel like it's where our medical world needs to shift to in such a way so we're excited for that i guess i haven't even mentioned that um our our business the motion of gratitude is um, what I've been building the last four years. Um, and that is our place where we want to help people develop their intentional gratitude practices to truly feel the impact of what gratitude can do in their life um, in such a way that uh, for me, I, I sat down and I just got super intentional and it didn't cost a lot of money. And I think it doesn't need to be expensive for people to truly feel it in their life. So we wanted to package it and create this beautiful experience for people. And that's what we call it because it was a crazy experience for me. Um, But we call it the experience. And it's a 28 day gratitude initiative to help people feel the impact of intentional gratitude in their life. So like, that's what the motion of gratitude is. That's that's my baby. I've been working on it for a long time and I'm so excited because we're so close to that being ready to go and getting it out into the world. But anyway, that's off topic. Um, but we, we are truly just like excited to talk about gratitude. And now with the podcast, having a space to dive into the story side of it, um, because I personally struggle with social media because there's so much that gets missed in such a short comment. Like whether you're trying to like write everything you can in a post, <laughs> comment or create a story there's just so much of the underlying story that gets missed so that's what the podcast is meant to be this is where we share our stories this is where you can get to know us a little bit um and hopefully we can connect with you and and learn about your journey so that is how gratosis came to be um it's truly been fun to to get the word out and um see it resonate with people and as people start to experience the shift Hopefully, hopefully they can process how gr- being in gratosis feels in their life and, and we can all work together to get it into the medical world. So, so, you know, just a couple lofty goals here at <laughs> over here with us, but I am so excited to have this podcast space and just connect and share stories. Um, I just feel like it's such a gift. So episode one you you've got an overview at least of my story i'm gonna 
I'm going to have Matt share her story at some point. Maybe we can get on and do one together. But I thought that this would be a good starting point as we start to dive into more of our story and the science and connection with other people that you kind of get in a feel of, of why, of why I want to share this story of why this podcast is where I, I want to share these stories. So I so look forward to continuing to connect and get to know some people on this journey. I just feel like so many of us are in silos and it's now time to, to come together and work together and focus on our mental health, focus on our well-being and get rid of the stigma that's attached to it because I wouldn't be here in this way um, without these resources. So I hope you have a wonderful day. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to explore what makes sense and how many days a week to do this, how often to put the podcast out, but um, I'm going to feel it out the first couple of times and see how it goes. But I'm so so stinking grateful that you're here and, and to share this with you. So I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll be out soon with a, another episode, share some more information about our story, gratosis, gratitude research, and, and all the people we've met along the way. So I hope you have a wonderful day.